Welcome to the Cool Guy with Cool Friends podcast. If you're looking for a good quality podcast, you are obviously in the wrong place. If you're looking for a podcast where we talk about new relationships, then you have come to the right place. I'm hanging out here this evening with Josie B. Josie, welcome to the pod. Hey, I'm so excited to be on the pod. For the listener, I recently started my first relationship with a woman and also just first relationship in general. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking a little bit about today. See, this is funny to me because I've always thought of you as like a seasoned veteran in just romance and flings. <laughs> that's <trists>. so funny. <laughs> I'm just like, oh yeah, Joe's is a guru. I think I observe a lot of other people's situationships and relationships. And so I'm just always been taking mental note of like the do's and the don'ts, as they say. Yeah, you so, watch you watch enough things go down in flames where you're yeah, like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm in a relationship with a beautiful woman and... I don't know. It's just been so good. It's definitely obviously just came into fruition. And so it's very much in the honeymoon stage, but it's so much fun. I am so enjoying it. So pretend that we're writing a book together. Okay. And this book is documenting your kind of voyage. Like if we're doing the the notebook, Josie's version, Mm -hmm. and it's about this relationship. I've never seen the notebook. Oh my, we have to fix that. <laughs> Actually, I need to find another guest. Um, <laughs> I, you take back everything you said yeah. about me knowing anything about yeah, relationships like, and romance. Like. Yeah, literally. <laughs> What's another movie that's like that? Titanic? Does that count? I mean, everyone dies, so like, except for the one That's more my speed. And the heart. Okay, <laughs> so pretend that we're writing the screenplay for the Titanic based in, you know, historical tragedy, obviously thousands died. Yeah. But more importantly, there's a love story. So give me the scoop. So we met on Bumble. Let's assume someone's never heard of Bumble. B-themed dating app. It's not really B-themed. I really wish it was. I make it so much better. You're just like, I'm gonna pollinate the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Be like, buzz, buzz. I leave a flower petal in your inbox. gosh that would be so much better than what they have now but yeah it's a dating app so you just meet people you look at people's pictures on your little phone screen and you like decide if you like them or not based on limited information that they give you and then from there you start a conversation and so that's what we did so we started talking in january and made it like official in february we're like okay we're both like really liking the amount of time and energy we've been putting into this and the conversations we've been having like we would like to see if we could do something with it like make it work and it's both of our first relationships also so we're like really just like navigating what it means to be in a relationship with someone else yeah so that's really fun so it's like amateur hour zanies but in the best way yeah y'all are like some uncut gems wow (laughs) yeah I love that. We are. One of the features that distinguishes Bumble from other dating apps is the woman messages first and that and that a man cannot message first mm-hmm. if there's a match. That appears to be like an interesting concept, but also feels a little bit heteronormative or it feels yeah. like it was, it was a feature only designed with male-female relationships in mind or man-woman relationships in mind. Right. Um, so basically, like, 
either one of us could message first. Like, if you match, either one can message first. So it's like, there's nothing special about it. Okay. And so then, presumably, if two dudes are on there, no one can message each other, right? <laughs> I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's literally only for window shopping. If you're a gay man, you're SOL. Yeah. You have to go to Grinder and just go through all the strange, unsolicited dick pics and yeah. invites. Nothing of quality for them. Yeah. So sorry. Rip. Yeah, you can just, like you said, window shop. Because <laughs> no one gets to message. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good. So y'all match on this mm-hmm. app. So like when you were messaging with your partner, your girlfriend. Yeah. What are what were some of the green flags that came up? We just like kind of like skipped the small talk and just like started having like good conversations. I would like pull cards from we're not really strangers from like the first section and just ask her a question every day just to see what her response would be. And then we'd have a conversation on that. You're crunching. <laughs> That's incredible. I am committing the cardinal sin by eating a peanut butter filled pretzel. Worth uh, it. Worth it. So, would you be willing to do a plug for We're Not Really Strangers? Yes. So, We're Not Really Strangers is a card game. You can buy it on Target or their website. And it's basically a game to like get to know another person like on a deeper level. So, you have three rounds. The first round is, we're, oh gosh, what is it? Regurgitate. Yeah. No, that, that's definitely not Perception. It. And then the second round is... Connection? Connection. Wait, and actually? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the third yeah. round is reflection. Okay. And so as you progress, like, the questions kind of get deeper and deeper. So connection. No, perception, connection, reflection. Reflection, yeah. I dig it. What were some of the questions that you asked your now girlfriend? One of the first ones I asked her was, like, what in your life works and what in your life hurts? Just to, like, get, like, a... a a gauge of like where she's at like what's working what's not working to you like what needs to like change if anything she was like my plantar fasciitis <laughs> not working yeah not working <laughs> but yeah so just like asking deep like thought-provoking questions instead of like just how's your day right i or, mean we asked that too but there was just more conversation yes. that followed a cold open of what works and what hurts <laughs> might be your foot might be a little little <laughs> Your foot may be going too hard on the gas pedal. Yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely. We we have very similar interests. We both love thrifting. We both love music. So, like, one of the first things we did was, like, started, like, switching music back and forth, like, daily. Ooh. Like, oh, I heard this song today. Like, what do you think of it? Which is a love language of itself for me. Like, I love talking music. I love listening to, like, new music. So that was really fun. And then, like, quickly, we just kind of, like, jumped into, like, more questions. And it's been so much fun getting to know her. Great. What are some other green flags when you were getting to know this person? Because it means one thing to be a conversationalist, but Mm -hmm. it means another to kind of be dating material. Or at least in the eyes of someone else, dating material. Yeah. She likes her job, so that's a really green flag. Like, if you enjoy what you do every day, I feel like that is very helpful because a lot of people don't or some people don't some people are unhappy with what they do but like she loves her job she's an elementary school teacher and like i'm in school to do that right now so we have that's another similar interest between the two of us um just like education in general and then she also a big one for me was she has a therapist and has been going to therapy for like um multiple years um and has a good relationship with her therapist um and that was huge for me because i feel the same way about therapy i go to therapy i have a therapist that i've been seeing for a long time 
and that's really important for both of us to have like a space to be able to talk about either things that are going on within our relationship or just in our life that are happening um just with a third party i think that's so valuable right are there any other green flags or who's it what's it's or sparkly doodads that really she's really pretty <laughs> nice <laughs> Sight for sore eyes. Say. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that I wrote down was um, just like learning a new person. Tell me about that. Learning a new person. Yeah. What do you mean when you say that? That's a that's a cool phrase. That's an interesting <laughs> phrase. Just having never been in relationship, like I have long existing friendships, and so like I've I know how those people operate. Mm-hmm. But operating within the lens of a romantic relationship is different. And plus it's with a new person that I have only recently met. And so I'm learning like how this new person like thinks through ideas and makes decisions. And that's really interesting to me um, because everybody's thought process is like different. And like your past like life influences the way you come up with those decisions and stuff. So that's been interesting. Romantic relationships are interesting because you learn the contours of a person. You learn the shape of a person, like who they are, not like their literal. I mean, you 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 may also learn the literal shape of a person. Definitely not what I meant. <laughs> but you kind of see how you and them fit together like puzzle pieces, how yeah. they're configured. And there are added dimensions that you don't usually see in friendships, such as romance, such as sexual exploration, depending on your affinity for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've noticed in my own past relationships is whoever you are with especially if you're with someone for a long time you will learn a lot about yourself because your significant other your partner whomever almost becomes a lens through which to look at yourself that normally would not be afforded to you so there might be things about you that you may not notice with your friends but you see them through your partner or your partner may bring them to your attention so there's a whole there's just so much to there's so much to explore there's so much to unpack yeah and it's it's so fun. I keep saying that, but I'm like just so enjoying this process of yeah. new relationship and like the start of something new. That's a high school musical reference. <laughs> I fuck with it. <laughs> I feel burp coming on, but I don't know if it'll ever come into fruition. Aww. What has your experience on dating apps been like? Um, so I've literally only dated women. Um, I've only had one bad experience out of probably five. Like I'm talking like five dates. Like I've been on five dates and like only one of them was like bad. And it's because I broke my own rules and boundaries that like I set in place when it comes to dating. And I just like broke one of them, multiple of them. And it was a bad time. So. Yeah. Because there's a reason you have the rules. Yeah. So one of my rules is, and this is a safety thing, obviously, like meet someone for the first time in a public place. Yeah. So that's just like an obvious one for me. I would encourage as a universal rule, whenever you're going on a first date, perhaps many dates until you really, really, really know someone, opt for a public venue. Uh, Yes, absolutely. But I didn't do this this one time. Um, We had been talking for a decent amount of time. We had decent conversation and I was in the area one day and she was like, come over. And I was like, okay. And so I went over to her place and it was just the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. Like we were in her living room and she had an aunt guy coming to her house and she's like 
I know this ant guy from my work. Like, he's, like, sprayed at our work before, and he likes me. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, so I'm gonna flirt with him while he's here. And I was like, okay. I'm just, like, nodding. Like, she's just telling me these things. Like, that's what's gonna go down. Yeah, she's not asking for your approval. She's literally saying, I'm gonna flirt with this. Also, what's an ant guy? <laughs> like, an ant exterminator. Oh, like, like an, pest control. Yes, pest <laughs> control. I was like, does he deliver... <laughs> I was like, does he deliver ant Yeah, Yeah. she's waiting on her colony to come. It's like he's bringing the queen in a metal box. Yeah. (laughs) 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 He's a pest guy. Um, and, And she wants him to, like, do the service for free. That's why she's flirting with him. Like, really just cheating the system here. Like, it was a weird dynamic. And so he comes, and she's, like, talking with him the whole time. I'm just sitting on the couch, like... They haven't acknowledged me, honestly, the whole time. (laughs) Very weird. And she's, like, talking with him and, like, being really flirtatious and, like, touching his arm and, like, all this stuff. And, like, as soon as he leaves, she, like, comes back and, like, sits on the couch and, like, wants to, like, kiss me and, like, touch me and all this stuff. And I'm, like, we literally, like, haven't even had a conversation since I've been here. Like, you've been talking to your aunt guy and, like, flirting with him. And I thought I was coming over here to, like, meet you for the first time and, like, I don't, it was just really weird all my other dates have been good and they've been in a public place so yeah just don't break your rules of dating yeah the cardinal sin pest control won't show up at the coffee shop and if they do maybe leave yeah probably not a good <laughs> um transition transition okay so i was at her house my girlfriend's house yesterday yeah and we were we had just got done making breakfast and we were sitting like on, at her like countertop bar situation area and I'm like rubbing her back and like we're having conversation and she's like are you sure your love language isn't physical touch and I was like because we have already had this conversation of like oh what's your love language and I was like oh mine's quality time followed by acts of service I think um and it's been a while since I've taken the test but I was like honestly I need to reevaluate because it might be like it I think it has shifted and like within the like this specific relationship like it might be i just thought that was interesting that you brought that up yeah so for people what what are the love languages um as someone who's never felt love no that's a lie i'm (laughs) kidding but what what are the love languages let's see if i can list them all off the top of my head so physical touch acts of service quality time words of affirmation Mm, have i said physical touch already yeah mixtapes 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 back rubs no that's physical touch mixtapes one i'm missing i don't know maybe i'll add the last one in post words words of no i already said yeah we had words of affirmation all right so we got words of affirmation we got touch Mm -hmm. We got quality time. Mm-hmm. We got acts of service. Gifts. 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 That's yeah. our last one. Okay. So we have gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and physical touch. Yes. And so before when I had taken it, which was when I was not in a relationship at all, it was quality time and acts of service. Um, and that, I feel like that totally checks out with my like friend relationships that I have. But like looking at it through like a different lens and like a new scope, like I need to retake it and see what it is. So so are love languages what people prefer to give or receive? Both. So you can have, like, your love language for giving can be different than your love languages for receiving love. I so see. it just kind of, it, it depends. So have there, so previously, correct me if I'm wrong, you had not necessarily identified as someone who gives physical touch. That's as not necessarily one of the currencies of displaying affection correct. or care. 
correct for me that was not like a go-to or like a like high on my list yeah it was right there next to uh gifts and and mixtapes and breakdancing on cardboard yeah okay mixtapes is actually pretty high on there for me yeah i love a good if you're gonna play if you're gonna do a gift if you're gonna do a gift give me a mixtape she she did that for my birthday oh shit let's yeah. go yeah. i didn't even know that that's so yeah. good <laughs> she was like here's your birthday present it's not much and she's like these are just songs that when i heard of like listen to them i thought of you and i was like i stopped breathing yeah <laughs> i was like um thank you so much that means so much to me just like silly goofy not having words but like my heart was racing so yeah it's not much it's just a mixtape that's straight fire yeah would you like a peanut butter stuff yes. what pretzel what are they what would you call this peanut what? butter stuffed pretzel <laughs> cool or just i would just call it a peanut butter pretzel peanut butter pretzel but that makes me okay here's an idea who knows if it'll go well <laughs> you know how flips exist the pretzels that are covered in like chocolate is that what they're called flips i don't know if that's their name well you know how you can get pretzels covered in like the chocolate or like the white chocolate mm-hmm. they should have pretzels covered in like the little peanut butter that's messy it's better when it's on the inside i think you're right for the record i would like to redact my statement about peanut butter covered pretzels they are inferior to peanut butter filled pretzels mm. are you a hard crunchy pretzel person or are you like a beer fest <gasps> giant soft salt i'm really selling this you can yeah. tell what direction i'm going are you a hard crunchy pretzel person or a big soft fluffy pretzel person there's a time and place for both in my life i think i eat more crunchy pretzels yeah than i do big soft ones but like when you've had a pint or two and then you have like a big pretzel with some beer cheese or something beer cheese let's fucking go so good let's go beer cheese put beer in anything just add it to any anything you're making beer (laughs) i hate it immediately (laughs) thanks i hate it (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) i'm a little weasel rascal (laughs) i'm a little rascal um speaking of beer um this is fun (laughs) (laughs) not that that necessarily relates to any of my experience that i've had like for with beer or anything like beer doesn't relate to anyway yeah (laughs) cut all of that (laughs) we'll see i'll do some editing magic have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. Maybe okay. Picture this. Maybe this could be better to for me specifically. Waking up in the morning with your significant other and going to an estate sale and finding the perfect set of pink cocktail glasses that you've been looking for. They've been on your list for ages and you find them and it's 50% off day at the estate sale and you get the set for like five bucks. That could possibly be better for me. Is this a true story? No, but if it happened, I'd welcome it. Bet. Give me the scoop on the honeymoon phase. Just in general. Okay. Would, would you agree that you're in the honeymoon phase? Absolutely. Could you... So, so as someone who is in the honeymoon phase, cognizant of that, knowing it won't last forever, but still enjoying it as it is happening and knowing that it will continue to happen, what thoughts and feelings do you have about that? Um, Kind of like you said, just being aware of, like, that's the phase we're in. And, like, it's literally, like, every little thing I'm like, oh, this reminds me of her. Or, like, I wish I was doing this with her. Like... 
this activity, like whatever I'm doing, I'm like, I wish she was here. Like just like all consuming and like that kind of stuff. And like always wanting to like check in, but like being like, also like we're two separate people, we're individuals. And so I know like, and of course like everything's going super well. We're like just getting to know each other. Um, and like, I know it's not always going to be sunny. We both have, like we've both dealt with mental health in the past, um, like mental health struggles in the past. So it's not guaranteed to always be sunny. Like it's unrealistic to even think that way. So just like knowing like, and I think we've had a lot of like conversation, good conversation built up to where like when things aren't as sunny, we'll know how to communicate with one another and like how to navigate that a little bit better because we've already had those conversations. So I think just like doing the groundwork now while things are sunny is really key. That makes sense. Hopefully it works out. <laughs> yeah. What what have been some fun fun experiences y'all have had together or or some fun dates that y'all have gone Ooh. on? Ooh. So our first date we went to Bastion, um, and we had we each had a drink together and we just kind of had conversation and then it was going really well and so we stayed there until it was like ten o'clock, like on a weekend. Um and so then afterwards we're like wow this went really well and we're like are you hungry and we're like yeah kind of um but there's of course like nothing open around we were it was raining outside and we were walking to our cars and like trying to like figure out like the next move essentially um and then we decided we'd go to waffle house so we went to waffle house and just like ate food together after our that was like our part two of our of our first date and then we went to what else have we done we've done a lot of stuff together so what is your favorite order at waffle house and why is it the all-star special it's not i've never ordered the all-star special ever you've never i've never ordered ordered it special no i guess you're not an all-star then i know I don't claim to be. What is your order? Either hash browns and a waffle or mm-hmm. hash browns and eggs. Respect. Okay. Yeah. I get that. Portion, por- like a good portion where, because sometimes an all-star special can be intimidating. Unless yeah. you're feeling ravenous. And they bring out a different excessive. plate for everything. It just kind of stresses me out. Like everything's a different plate and those tables are small. And if you're with someone else who already got the all-star special, you know I'm definitely not even considering the all-star special. Like, But that's the beauty of it. It's, it's like, like you're in Valhalla, except <laughs> like the weirdest people you've ever met in your life are preparing your food. <laughs> oh my gosh. When we were at Waffle House, a Domino's guy came in to deliver a pizza to someone at Waffle House. Like, like who worked there? Yes. That shit. Well, perhaps one gets tired of eating. Definitely. The Waffle House food. But it was just kind of funny, like, this Domino's guy walking into Waffle House with his, like, little pizza box. Yeah. What was what was her order at Waffle House, and what did it say about her? Um, She got hash browns, and what else did she get? I don't... Oh, my gosh. I don't remember. I wasn't focused on her order. Um, I was focused on other things, like her smile. And her tickle bitties. <laughs> Um, but she has, she's going to kick me for saying this. My initial thought was like, she has a lot of like food things. Like she doesn't like certain food combos or like certain foods. Um, but she's not necessarily a picky eater either. Like she doesn't like soup, which I thought that was interesting. Like soup is like a universal, like likable food. I feel like, but she's like not a fan of soup, which I thought was interesting. I found that out on our first date and I was like, okay. Yeah. I fuck with tomato soup. There are a few other soups. The Christmas soup at Burger Up is excellent. Mm. Um, Yeah. I'm a picky eater, so I can 
I you understand. Relate. I understand. I understand the plight of the picky eaters. I see you. I think for her, it's more of like a texture thing. Yeah. Absolutely. You could give me ass-flavored ice cream and I'd eat it. Because <laughs> it has that good texture. Yeah, it's got that good, good. Yeah. It's creamy. <laughs> so what are, tell me about some other fun dates that you've been on. Um, we have one planned for this upcoming, um, in April, we're going to go to Zany's. I've never seen live comedy. Um, so that's really exciting. I'm excited for that one. Some other dates, like we haven't been able to do this yet, but I love a good picnic date. That's like one of my favorites, like spreading a blanket, setting a scene. I have a cute ass picnic basket. You know, I'm going to use it and just like preparing like little sandwiches or something and sitting outside crust or no crust on the sandwiches um i personally like crust but i would i would cut the crust off for her that's so sweet yeah if she chose i said i will put in that work yeah so maybe yeah so you'll have you know the tools necessary yeah one knife just in case did you ever eat the uncrustables oh my gosh those are so good yeah put them in the freezer for a little bit really (gasps) oh you've never tried no it's good one day yeah there are many foods that are just elevated by freezers. Girl Scout cookie, mm-hmm. Thin Mints are excellent in the freezer. Reese's peanut butter cups also do well in the freezer. Things that need to stay frozen in order to not perish, <laughs> do those well. also do very well in the freezer. <laughs> Have you had any date fails with your girlfriend? Not really. Not yet. I'm sure one will come. Like, I'll try to like plan something and like it'll go terribly wrong somehow. Good. I'm manifesting that. So I'll come back on the pod and tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, send that out to the universe. You're like, please, forces that be, powers that be, thwart my enterprises with my fair lady. Change my plan last minute. Sounds like a challenge. I'm up for it. Right. Good dates, easy. Perhaps too easy. Mm-hmm. Give me a terrible date. Yeah. Then you'll see. And we'll still make it out and we'll still be laughing because we'll be like, that was a terrible date. And it'll be okay. If you were willing to share, I'd be interested to hear about your sexual odyssey. Like the the journey of your sexuality. Oh, yeah. Perhaps not everything. That would be pretty extensive. That would be a whole. But just anything that you'd want to share out to anyone. Yeah. Who listens or just things that you think others may not realize. Um. So about a year ago... I came out to my friends and family as bisexual, um, just like, and that was kind of like a very like quick decision. Um, I really at the time felt like I needed to have a very specific label that like fit me. Um, but now I'm feeling like queer is a lot more inclusive for like what I'm feeling. Um, so queer is just like safe and good and that feels right but as I continue to date women and date other people um it could change it could I could just be a lesbian I don't know (laughs) yeah I'm still like figuring it out because like this is all very new share out about about either your own experiences or experiences other people have had or or things that you want people to know um one thing for me that I experienced was just like in the beginning just like really wanting to like have a label and like labels serve different purposes like yeah it's nice to have like a word to like describe what you're feeling and like how you um like choose to express yourself 
um, and how you love others. But also it can be like, like kind of how we talked about like hindering in a sense. So I think I like really rushed into like, and I have a lot of guilt about like, like if I came out as bi and then like later I'm lesbian, like the bi community is like always like shat on for like being a stepping stone. And like, it's not like, and like, I don't want to contribute to that, you know, but also like it's a spectrum. So right. And, uh, and sexuality isn't a fixed thing. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not like you're locked in Yeah, and you, and you can't change yeah. because it seems that it, you know, for some people, there are different levels of certainty. There's different levels of fluidity. So I get that. I understand that. I think there's a really, I think a lot of Gen Xers are like, oh yeah, I experimented in college. And it's just like, fuck you. Like, it's like, why you gotta, it's like, there's no need to inframe that. Like, it's not like, it's, a, it's not a phase, mom. Yeah. So I think just like not putting that pressure on myself to like be locked in to like a certain thing and just like I know it's fluid and like it it will change it can change as I continue to like have different experiences and like that helps form my like I don't know what I'm trying to say but my experiences will help me to like determine like what I like what I'm what I'm comfortable with like that kind of stuff so yeah I'm trying to think if there's any other things I want to impart definitely all the people that I've been with, they've been super, like, I feel like all my sexual partners have been really good with communication when it comes to that aspect of things. Like, we would always have, like, conversations about sex before having sex, which I thought was really nice and um, really helpful for me when I was very inexperienced. Um, and just kind of being like, do you want to try this or do you want to do what we did last time? Like what is comfortable for you um and just like helping me to learn that it's good to be vocal and like if I like something to vocalize that or if something's not working for me to also vocalize that and like that's not like hurting the other person or like saying like you're not doing a good job or like that kind of stuff it's just like hey let's do something different so I think communication has been really important and is is really important just in general for relationships and just like setting that as the foundation as a base for like when you are entering a new relationship like sex can be taboo or weird to talk about maybe but like if you're going to be having sex with someone you need to talk about it yeah i 100 percent agree i'm definitely a consent geek yeah perhaps almost i don't want to say say perhaps almost to a fault i would say uh if you if you're with someone who you haven't been with prior because if you know what someone likes and doesn't like and you already know the comfort level then continuous consent feels like a very organic process but sometimes it can feel a little strange or a little awkward yeah because you don't know someone's comfort levels and preferences and you know if you're trying to navigate a a heated moment in real time yeah it, it can be sometimes it can feel like like more difficult to terrain to navigate i wonder also whether or not i don't quite know how to say it i think because i think because we live in like i think because we're immersed in cultures and communities that have usually shed more light on straight people relationships that 
queer people have had to think about their sexual identity and their sexuality a little more. And as a result, perhaps they it makes more sense to have have these consent conversations and that kind of thing. I don't know if that necessarily – I don't know if one necessarily falls from the other. But I would imagine that conversations of comfortability and threshold and intimacy are – are probably more in someone's immediate consciousness. I don't know. What do you think? I I think I would, in my experience, like, I feel like that kind of lines up, like, because that's not something that I grew up seeing or, like, there's not, like, a model for, like, what queer relationships, like, look like. Um, You're just kind of, like, really figuring it out, and there's a lot of thought that does, like, go into it. Um, So I think that does kind of streamline that conversation when you have put in so much thought into it and like you want to see like where the other person is at with like their thought process i don't know i just think it's good and healthy to always have that conversation yeah Yeah. and And i I think think when we were growing up i feel that a lot of the romantic media was it was pretty much always it was pretty much always cis we need to i'll add a little dictionary at the beginning yeah i'll just be like Cis means you identify with the sex that you were assigned at birth. Trans is shorthand for someone who is a gender that they were not assigned at birth and yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I feel like a lot of the media we grew up with, it was just like, there were two templates. It's like, and both were a guy and a girl. And the first is, there's a girl and she's really into a guy and then the stars align or things get configured where everything works out serendipitously or through some act of virtue or character or character development on the girl part there's kind of a thing where she ends up getting the guy as a prize and then i think the second template was there's a guy who likes a girl and if he tries really 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 hard he gets her as a prize and like i feel and i you know part of me's like no, no, fuck you. you. Like, like, just, just because, because you want someone makes you think that you can get, get them. them. Like, yeah. pull your head out of your ass, you stupid fucking... <laughs> like, <laughs> perhaps that's a little too harsh. Um, but I would say, I think it's, like, a very obviously... Uh, obviously, media does not capture the real world. It does reflect certain aspects of it. But I think, I think conversations of sexuality and consent and romance and acceptable thresholds can uh, quickly become complicated because i think the media gives us narratives oh my god i sound like fox news the media gives us narratives that are against our but uh rather i would say everyone knows that media is not a clear representation but because we're always engaged with media and always being exposed to it if you don't see even a template for what's going on or anything resembling your life going on it's gotta be fucking weird yeah yeah and that's one thing like with um like that's starting to be a little bit more mainstream is like queer media and like queer literature and like queer YA books like which is one of my favorite genres like just like reading like little like coming to coming to age and like falling for like your first crush like that kind of narrative but like with queer kids like it's so cute and so wholesome to read like I just wish like I could have, like, picked up a book like that when I was a kid and not have felt, like, shame or, like, <laughs> anything about reading a book about something that wasn't, like, cis-normative, like... Yeah, where's the, where's the John Green for gay kids? Yeah. Where's the John Green for queer people? You probably already know the answer. Casey McQueen. Casey McQueen. I think that's her name. It's Casey something. 
especially with, I don't know. Ooh, one thing that has been very interesting to navigate is like um ha- talking about this stuff with my parents and just like their reactions to it. Like my parents have been like very loving and supporting through it all, but like they're still like I feel weird when I bring up like hey, I'm going to my girlfriends. Um and they're just like oh, okay. They- I mean, they'd never say anything bad or like weird, but like we also don't talk about it. I see. So, so does, does this feel uh, similar, similar to Bill Clinton's don't ask, don't, don't tell policy with gay people in the military? military? Yeah. Okay. And, and so, so have you gotten the vibe that it's not this outrageous, open affirming, like, yeah, or, or is it more perhaps in your mind that, like, they want to be super affirming, but it's like new territory for them and it's not sure and it's a journey around together? How would you kind of describe it? I think more the latter. Like, they, they are affirming and, like, they do, at the end of the day, want me to be happy and whatever that looks like for me like they will support me um but just like not knowing how to like navigate that but also like ask me about my girlfriend (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i see see. and And then it can be difficult to decipher whether or not they're whether or not it's them feeling intimidated or them not having an interest Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely seems like a pretty nebulous situation yeah yeah and then i think the open versus open and affirming is interesting so, for our listeners who may not be super versed in all, all the lingo, all the lingo, someone's open. It's essentially like, yeah, I'll put up with this, or or it's like this may not be my. Fi- it's kind of it's not a fixed term, but open would usually range from I fuck with it to uh, even if I don't necessarily agree, I'm not going to actively oppress. And then affirming is like, let's go, like, like hell yeah, so. Um, it, how would you describe open versus open and affirming versus not open, not affirming? I think very similarly, like if you're open, you're, I kind of see it as like, kind of like, that's kind of where my parents fall. Like it's new, but you're, you're welcoming to it, but you might not understand it. You might, um, accidentally like mess up and like say some things, but like, you're still learning. Um, whereas like affirming you're st- you're can also still be learning and like doing those things and still be affirming um but like affirming you're just like very gung-ho and like very invested and like interested and like want to like like really put in effort to learn and like do those things whereas if you're open it's just kind of like i don't know like thanks for telling me <laughs> yeah. and like that's like it like, yeah so i support you thumbs yeah. up <laughs> so if you're affirming like you're all about it yeah versus open is like i accept this yeah yeah. yeah, and, and so, so the idea is that you would want people close to you in your life. You're, you're certainly glad that they're open, but really, and a hundred percent understandably, so you'd want them to be in that affirming territory. Yeah, because you want them to be on your team because yeah. they're some of the closest people in your life. Yeah, exactly, and like definitely also coming along with like being in the honeymoon phase. Like, I want to like tell everyone like I'm in a relationship and I'm so happy. But also, like, knowing the, like, that can also not, like, be well-received, like, when telling certain people. And, like, that is, like, a weird dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Like your excitement about a fresh new relationship being modeled by someone not having all their ducks sorted about how they feel about, like, people being queer. Yeah. That's lame of them. Yeah. Like, yeah, I 100% get that.
How would you rate these peanut butter pretzels on a scale of 1 to 10? 8.5. I give it a 9. Yeah. The only reason I didn't give it a 10 is because I don't freak out about how good they are every time I put one in my mouth. They're quite excellent. Any anything you want to plug? Any anything you want to send out into the ether? Anyone or anything you want to let people listen to the pod know about? Um, trying to think, trying to like summarize what I want to say. I think just like give yourself space to have conversations with yourself about whatever it is you want to <laughs> go back. Okay, I think um, just giving yourself time. To figure things out, not like rushing yourself, and then just don't be afraid to like communicate. Like if something comes up, do that. Communicate, yeah. communicate, communicate. Don't, don't be a little weenie baby. Yeah. Can, Can you, you tell that joke that you told me? It was so good? good. How do you make an octopus laugh? How? You give it ten tickles. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I love that. I definitely butchered that. I definitely told someone else a squid. Don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> that gets the job done though yeah but it's yeah yeah i love it 10 tickles thanks for hopping on the pod yeah okay bye